Pa' que tú bailes, pa' que despiertes. Toma mamita café con leche. Hello and welcome back to the third installment of A Meal and Two Mics. And if you're all wondering what the meal is, I'd like to say that my mother and I are both two very tasty snacks. What? <laughs> Again, that song was courtesy of John Santos and the Machete Ensemble, Café con Leche. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. And here we are, Lena Martinez. Hey, Lai. Hey. And me, Laila Rascaeta, here to talk about the food truck, the food truck days. We were talking about the hard lessons and the growing pains. Uh, is there anything else you want to... I know we promised you some New York stories, but is there anything else that you wanted to touch on about those growing pains? or? Oh, you know, there were a new number of... Uh, uh, well, let's just say it was an old DHL truck, so... The repairs seem to be weekly, um, and the near-death mishaps um, <laughs> were many. <laughs> Thank God, no. The one one serious, uh, in particular, um, some faulty uh, wiring underneath the truck. Uh, they used non-metal conduit um, for installing the wiring that was uh, for the shore power meaning when we were parked and weren't using the noisy gas generator, we would plug into electricity. And um, the conduit that they installed underneath the truck and up against the exhaust system melted uh, and was exposing the wire, um, which was running electricity, of course, near not just the gas from the truck itself, but propane to operate the cooking equipment. Could have been a very explosive situation. Yeah. And luckily, my electrician uh, who installed the special 240 outlet uh, at the apartment complex um, noticed the this melting. very hazardous situation that was happening right underneath us. That's yeah, so Unbeknownst scary. to us. Yeah. I can't believe, I just found out about this, like, three minutes ago, actually, when I was actually there for this, when, yeah. when this was going on. I remember when somebody... You remember the other repairs. Yeah. You know, obviously, um, the tires and the transmission and... I remember Chrissy burning off her eyebrows, trying to... Singing, singing her eyebrows. <laughs> trying to light the stove um but that was a different kind of mishap that yeah. wasn't mechanical error on the part of the the company that had sold us the truck so. right anyway but those new york memories i, I yeah was there, there for... was kind of an explosive situation driving into new york one day one lunch yep um we, well, we... where we talked about not having the taxi medallion so to speak for the food truck but we decided to uh venture into new york without that Permit, so to permit. speak. We had all the food permits. We just didn't have a New York vendors, right, to park on the streets of New York. And so, um, the other food vendors for a while, you know, they questioned us being there without the permit. And I sort of, you know, asked them, "Hey, look, we're just doing this for publicity for about a month." And they were kind of cool with that. And they let us park on Wall Street and Water, I think it was. Yeah. And that was our our spot for a while. 
Well, one day as we're driving in... Well, we had we, that was our spot, because, you know, we used Twitter, and we would announce, and it got to be where people would, you know... Yeah, it was, it was one of our regular spots, because we also went into Midtown, but anyway, one well, day... Well, we had people, you know, excited for us down by Wall Street whenever well, we would... Okay. Tell them an example of why <laughs> that was a perfect use of Twitter. Um, so we did have that explosive situation driving into New York City one lunch. In the Lincoln Tunnel. In the Lincoln Tunnel, we heard not one, but two explosions back to back, and we were scared beyond scared as to what was going on. And as it turns out, um, it was two of our tires that had exploded in the Lincoln Tunnel. Yep. Just blew out. And we managed to roll out of there all right um, and roll into the nearest gas station where the owner himself um, got his mechanics off of whatever they were doing. Um, to lift us. To, to, yeah, do a jimmy rig of because they didn't have the hydraulic system to lift a truck. Right. But he somehow lifted it enough with the equipment <laughs> that they had to get the tires off. And meanwhile, he went himself, the owner, to the nearest Firestone, got the trucks that they needed for the, the tires. Yeah, the tires for the truck that right. they needed. And um, the whole while you are tweeting what's going on. Right. And this is where it became evident to me, oh, wow, this is what Twitter is really meant for because you kept our customers abreast of what was going on that by the time these wonderful mechanics yeah. who magically got us out of, out of there in, I don't record know, less time. Than, yeah, record time. Record time. <laughs> it was like being in the Indy 500 in the pits. You it know? was great. So, um... We, we drive down to Wall Street from Midtown, and there is literally a line wrapped around the yeah. corner. People cheering, cheering. When, they see, when they see our truck pulling up. And it was emotional. They had, it was. I get goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we managed to sell enough food to at least pay for the repairs that day. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that was one of the, the crazy moments. And... You know, it was one of those moments that made it worthwhile testing the waters the way we were because it showed that there was a base An audience. of support, yeah. uh, you know, loyal People who customers. wanted yeah. this food. It was, it was great. It was a great feeling. And, um, you know, there were, like we alluded to, other repairs that um, we had to make sometimes right after our, sh our lunch shift. I yeah. remember go driving into one of our regular mechanics shop that was for trucks and they put us on those hydraulics and we were still all on the truck. Yep. You know, washing up and cleaning up while they were doing the repairs um, underneath us. Yeah, we were really... <laughs> we made uh, use of time, of downtime. Yeah, there was definitely some crazy repairs, but there were also crazy moments where you would enlist me and only me to help you late night and go into the city and serve oh Webster God. Hall drunken drunken kids. Young people. <laughs> who would try and argue with us about... <laughs> Obviously of age. Drunken young people of age, but right. still young. Um, by most people's mouthy, standards. Mouthy, mouthy. Yeah, very mouthy. New Yorkers. <laughs> but hey, you honed your mouthy skills I know. growing up in that city. Which did not come handy out here. <laughs> There's a few... East Coasters that could appreciate your sense of humor. Yeah, but it's definitely not as transactional. No, yeah. but you've adjusted, you know, so, and you're, we're always growing and always getting better and trying to be better anyways. It's all the sedatives. 
Anyway, so now we're going to do a, uh, a rapid fire. Or do you have any other stories you want to share about the food truck in New York? Or uh, I mean, not right now. Shoot away well, with your questions if you want. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, any uh, if you had to do the food truck again, what would you do this time? Nothing. <laughs> no food truck. Would you do a food truck in a city like San Francisco? Would you rather to do a food truck in San Francisco or New York City? I haven't been on a food truck or even gone up to a food truck in San Francisco. I don't know where they park. I don't know the whole game here, and I don't know the rules, so I couldn't really answer. What I would want a food truck for today, if I had unlimited resources, is for particular engagements because it's much easier to do catering on site when you got a full kitchen and all your supplies and your crew in one place in one station that's conveniently already designed to produce the food that you make. Right. So I would use it for that type of purpose given my situation right now with the restaurant. So that leads into my other question. What's harder, the food truck or on-site catering? Um, well, the few times that we've done on-site catering where we've actually prepared things out of their kitchen, it hasn't been ideal. So, and bringing our stuff cooked and packaged and ready to serve is not as easy as actually serving from the truck. Now, if it's buffet style, then, yeah, then dropping off and setting up it's okay because then people are serving themselves and there's a line that's moving pretty swiftly and we can't serve a hundred people the same way as they can probably serve themselves going through the line okay do you think the food truck industry has changed since you were in the driver's seat i'm sure it has i don't again since i've been out of it for 10 years i don't know how it's changed. Has anybody approached you to do a food truck again? They have. Um, they've actually wanted to, I guess you would call franchise the truck um, in Washington. Washington, D.C. or? State, Seattle. Oh, wow. Seattle. Mm -hmm. Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. What kind of a concept would work in a food truck and why? Well, limited menu and um, something that is usually finger food um, that you don't need a knife and fork, which is why our mojito chicken and bistec came to be served the way it is today, because we began on the truck, and it's not easy to serve a full steak. Steak from, mia. <laughs> Yeah, from the truck, and then expect people to have the uh, either a surface to put the plate down so that they can use their cutlery, or just for expedience, you know, people in Manhattan and in New Jersey are usually very, you know, rushed for lunch, and so they just want something that they can kind of shuffle in their mouth quickly. So for those Cubans wondering where our palomia is, it's there. <laughs> but it, it's pretty Yeah, cut. exactly. It's uh, in strips. Yep. Are you tired? Always. <laughs> <laughs> in an ideal world, what would your everyday look like with regards to this restaurant? What would your quotidian be? What would the sales be? I'm no, your your everyday schedule. What is your, like, what would you 
in an ideal world, would you be in the restaurant all the time? Would you be yes. inventing mingling, things? Mingling would you... with the guests and creating. I would love to just have the time to create, introduce daily specials, and mingle with the guests because I really love that part of it. But the business demands and the constraints of resources really limit my ability to do that. Yeah, resources, meaning money and labor help. And last question, <clears throat> what's harder, doing this every day or remembering why you started doing this again? It's a little bit of both, I guess, at this point. Yeah. But that's a great question. I'd like to think about that some more, if you don't mind. We'll give you time to think about that and maybe some time to reflect on what COVID has been like for us as entrepreneurs and restaurateurs. Yeah. Good questions, Lila. Thank you for that. Thank you, Mama. Thank you for joining us. And thank you folks for listening in. We appreciate your support. Don't forget about our holiday specials and thinking of us for your holiday catering. Make sure you sign up for our emails and our rewards program. We're very happy to have you and we look forward to serving you again. Have a wonderful week. Yes, thank you, Lila. gente de Nueva York que toman en Veracruz y en Campeche a Soraya por la mañana le gusta en cantidad se muere si no toma café con leche